It's a good show. Hi, this is John Easdale from Dramarama, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with your host, Andras Jones. the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at The Record Company in Boston, Massachusetts on September 24th, 2018, with our musical guest, the great Mary Lou Lord. Hello. (laughs) And now we're joined by someone who was almost a musical guest or for these sessions. He has a band, but you know, he's a working man. He's got he's busy. He's got all kinds of things going on, but welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Matthew Gerard. Thank you for having me. And your band, The Maxims, was going to be a guest on the show. They're a feisty little outfit. Right? Indeed. I mean nothing garage rock couldn't be anything but. Right. And uh, but you're also, you know, you're hard working Boston guys and so uh, work got in the way of that but luckily we did get to have you come down here and i was introduced to you by our mutual friend james o'brien who's also a great songwriter a lot of people from boston may know he's now living in new york he and i played a bunch of shows back in the late 90s and he recommended me to you he said this guy matt he just he knows where every he's working with everybody in boston from ruby rose fox to the maxims to who else who are you working with these days I just worked with a singer-songwriter named Will Daly, doing some live sound for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of, oddly, uh, within town and then outside of town, I uh, work with a lot of international acapella. Really? Yeah. So uh, I have a friend who's in pentatonix. Um, if you've got heard of that little, yeah, little no, acapella they're... outfit. Yes. Um, I played a big uh, women's music festival yesterday, which was... Uh, like 30 something X at uh, the Burn in Somerville, which is a local oh, yeah. bar. I yeah, and it, it was uh, it was all it was called Bust Out Boston. It was all women artists, and oh, I yeah. happened to play with several. This was with the singer songwriter Emily Grogan this oh, particular yeah. time, mm-hmm. but knew a bunch of people. Um, so connections really throughout the studio scene. I'm an engineer, producer, so I work with a bunch of friends. Uh, a great producer named Dave Brophy a lot of times. Um, and I won't toot my horn too much. <laughs> but, toot away. Uh, I was just nominated for a Boston Music Award for Session Musician of the Year. Oh, wow. um, with a collection of wow. a bunch of really great, great session musicians. It's a really cool event. They've expanded it to include 
musicians and artists much broader across the gamut. There were even people I didn't even know, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited. Yeah, I don't know these people, and they're doing cool things. So wow, means I got to get to work. That's great. Wow. But, so yeah. And have you done sessions here at the record company before? I have attended sessions, but uh, I actually have my own studio in Charlestown, so I don't need to come here. Um, but I have uh, worked on sessions that were recorded here. So, and I, I know Matt. I've, um, I have a, I've played on a song that's on their new compilation, their Beast compilation that they're selling here. That's the Ruby Rose. Yep. Yeah. There's track. a uh, Skydiver was mm-hmm. the track on that. So I played bass on that. Um, but they do really great stuff here. I really support their mission, and I just haven't had to use it. But right. It's a great thing. But I, I love this place, and I, I love that it's here, and it's a, uh, a place for artists to work and work inexpensively. Yeah. I was amazed. I'm amazed. I love this place <laughs> yeah. already. I've only been here today for the first seven minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm talking into a $3,000 microphone right here, <laughs> so clearly they have the goods. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you hear about, like, it's a, like... I, I won't quote their prices, but if you find out about their prices and you hear and you hear that there's a studio that you can just kind of rent and bring an engineer into, you kind of think, oh, this is going to be like some kind of, I kind of think of it like it's going to be like an evergreen student studio. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the gear is going to be 10 years old yeah. and it's going to be kind of messy. And you come in here and this is like, uh, like I, I would book this studio for with the money you pay for a really, really nice studio. They have mm-hmm. great mics. I'm looking at a computer that's brand new in front of me. I don't want to do an ad for this place, but I kind of want, <laughs> I do want to do an ad for it. It's kind of amazing. Well, I mean, it, it's that not it even exists. an ad. I mean, they're like, they're a they're public not, not-for-profit. You yeah. Know? And they, they, they are a community resource. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. the biggest thing about them is, you know, they provide, you know, everyone can record on their computer and it's cool, but, you know, until you're like in the room with musicians, yeah, you know, and yeah. like when you cut and it's, wow, there's a there's a drummer and like someone's actually playing drums yeah. and someone's playing guitar and playing bass and playing keyboards and playing uh, woodwinds and everything, and you're all in the same room and you can record it. It's like wow, this is like a real album. Yep. I'm sure you know, like when I first started recording, way way back, you know, the fa- even just being able to get in a room and do that on a much more modest scale was like the coolest thing in the world. It would drove yeah. me to into this insane industry mm-hmm. and I, it's just a great resource to have people work with other people and not just sit in their bedroom laptop mm-hmm. absolutely yep. yeah. yeah yeah it's great to know that this is here yeah i'm, I'm coming back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so matt uh why don't we just dig into this radio eight ball format All what right. is your question for the pop oracle I'm looking to f- how to find something new, how to develop something new, because mm. I feel like everything has been done before. Mm. So the question is how to develop something new. Yeah. Okay. That's a great question. That's a great question. One way I think we can all relate to. And in fact, I think it kind of resonates with some of the questions that have already been asked on the show. So uh, now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. <gasps> Na, 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 we love eight. Song number two. On Seven Sisters. From Mary Lou Lord. And Joey Boston. My right-hand man. (laughs) My right-hand man. (laughs) All right. Uh. 
I'm gonna try this. I might have to uh, bail and try again. I don't know. Seven sisters lay down your innocence, cash in your ignorance, learn a lot about truth, and it's no playground, it's one big letdown, it looks like a backstreet bargain baby but you just got screwed and on that high road you live in shadows and the one that follows is your silent twin and it's a sad reminder when you try to find her She's back on the old main dragon trouble again Ten Hail Marys and she's ready to score Dealing with the damage of a grown-up war But turning tricks or turning kits are nothing more Than another wasted day Cinderella's on the corner with her eyes in tears Waiting for the moment when her man appears they expected her home for the past two years I guess she lost her way And the tide is always turning Deep inside your desire's burning And you're dying, you're dying Dying just to get away And you thought you had it down When you first came to this town Now you're begging for a helping hand And a brand new day You're begging back all that seven sisters took Seven Sisters from Mary Lou Lord, one of her own compositions. That was the answer to Matthew Gerard's question, how do you find something new? So I have some ideas about that, but before we get into that, Mary Lou, would you mind telling us about that song, where it comes from? Uh, That one, um, a long time ago, (laughs) in I guess the mid-80s, I lived in um, London, and I was really, really broke. I lived in in a squat, um, and I essentially lived under a pool table <laughs> uh, because the squat had no heat. 
but it had a meter in the basement, like an old meter. And if you put 50 pence in, you could get electricity for like a week. So I lived there with about six other people. And mainly I, I slept there. So I put these blankets over the pool table and I had a little hair dryer. And I would heat up my little area just to sleep. And then I would go off to school. I was going to school there uh, in the in the day. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, anyway, there was a time when, before I moved into this awesome squat, um, I was really lucky to get in it, by the way, uh, I live, I was kind of homeless and I lived in, uh, a really, really rough section of London called the Seven Sisters High Road. And I lived in this hotel with, um, I didn't know it at the time, but it was all prostitutes, um, you know, and it was mm-hmm. a lot of drugs, prostitutes, and um, so this song kind of was about some of my friends back then um, Mm -hmm. that were prostitutes and uh, just were having, they were young people, were having a really hard time, and Mm -hmm. um, and so that song, I, again, I usually find other songs to uh, mix in or get a reference from, and that song was kind of born out of a John Prine song, um, called unwed fathers mm. um you know uh your bibliography is so cool thank you well it's because i need all the help i can get but it's the, also it's like it's not like you're saying oh well this was inspired by a beatles song that we all know when you say that's like okay well i'm not sure if i know that john prine song well, i think we should check it out it. yeah exactly. and so it's like the bibliography actually it actually turns you on to this and like again like you sure. open like having elliot smith open for you back in the day huh. it's like well pointing the direction at someone who you you know yeah. you can say they're they're better or they're great or whatever I but just, yeah, you're I the one pointing in the world at them to hear him. Yeah. and he yeah. didn't have a record out yet so it's what are you gonna do you know you just yeah. tell as many people as you know um and then or or cover their songs or yeah um yeah so that so that tune was uh i i always loved that john prine song mm-hmm. on what fathers and this song was kind of a a sister song to it right uh you know, a sibling to it kind right. of thing. It was a, I made it a little bit of a of my own thing, but it was definitely inspired by that, and it was written about a very hard time. Um, in that you know, I was very aware of uh, of what was going on in the under under belly of London. of London. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's so funny. I that those those kind of stories they're so rough when they're happening but in when you tell them later on it all sounds kind of romantic absolutely yeah, yeah. so uh so matthew what did you think about that as the answer to your question <laughs> um well what I, I you know i i what i loved most about it and you know i was like the especially the way of taking of like the john prine song and i know that um that you know you listen to a lot of other people and like one thing I, I read about you is to get out music that you didn't know it's like you would cover people's songs mm, so yeah. like I, I saw the like the Sean Colvin thing you yep. were talking about it's like you would cover songs and yeah. like you didn't know about it. you couldn't find stuff back no, then no like, and so she had, you had no record out so. yeah and so you had to like it, it was this word of mouth like you know very I don't minstrelly in a way of people taking something from one place bringing it to another absolutely and yeah that's the folk way yeah, yeah. and because and, and back the, then you know they that's exactly. how they transferred songs uh that's how popular music 
uh, people would learn it. They would learn it from other people and, in real time. And it's funny because we have, uh, you know, we have everything at our fingertips, mm. almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to say it's made people lazy because it hasn't, but I think it has changed the way people engage with everyone around us. And, you know, like that that's like a really great example of... You know, it makes me, like, for something, to learn something new, it's like, I'm going to engage with my people that, you know, I forget that that's something that people should do. I think that song is a really great way to remind people. It's like, it's almost something that we've lost. Like, there's these texts that have been lost through time mm-hmm. because we have new things that have replaced them. And it's like, oh, yeah, we need to go back. We need to capture all those old texts and, like, still keep that that tradition alive, I think, because it's so easy to lose those things. Yeah. That... They become new because we forgot that they existed. Well, that's really interesting. I did right? a little. They become new because we forgot that they exist. Of yeah. course, and and that with music, right? Songs. Um, uh, for instance, I just um, discovered uh, what uh, the the singer from Neil Halstead, uh, the singer from Mojave Three. Oh yeah, and Slow Dive. I. I had heard the name forever, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, I'm just going to listen to this. And it was absolutely stunningly amazing. And it was timeless. It it, it fit right in, the old stuff, uh, the new stuff, Mojave 3. Um, and, and to me, it was new. Uh, it, it's the same old format. It's been sitting out there for... Uh, and that's the thing about music, really, uh, is that the listener is almost just as important as the the song itself mm-hmm. because it's the integrity um of the listener it's in such an invisible process really uh and you're not going to get a, an award for being the best listener oh, because it's so invisible right but it's just as important um as the as the song itself so and it's new it's new if it's new to you it doesn't matter. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's you're saying so many of the things that are sort of core principles of what, what Radio Eight Ball is built on. The idea of Radio Eight Ball is to elevate the listener. Mm-hmm. Your oh. songs are here; they're great. But the point isn't the point of this show isn't. It's like it's not a performance show of like, hey, listen to someone play great songs. It's like <laughs> ask a question, and now you listening, whoever's out there listening to this, who's also looking for something new in their life, and that means something totally different than it does for Matthew. They're taking that and making it mean something very selfishly to them, and it that it, it, this really is. And I'm I'm a believer as a musician. I think great listeners are way more valuable than great songwriters because I know tons of great songwriters. I know mm. very very few great listeners. Well, see, that, to <laughs> me, that's such a big uh, a big part of it. Yeah, and and, um, and I think that uh, again, what. Uh, Matt Matthew, yeah. yeah. What Matt what Matt said about um we that it's a great quote actually. Yeah. He's he said that they we forgot that they were there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, well, wow. and and speaking of which, I did a little research, and no, so the Seven Sisters. When I looked up what the Seven Sisters were, because I was like, I've that's another that's a term that's floating around out there. So uh, the Seven Sisters are the seven stars of the Pleiades, and they correspond with the seven chakras. In China and Greece, they are known as the Seven Sisters. In Greek mythology, they are recognized as priestesses, mothers, lovers, and midwives. And many ancient Greek temples were dedicated to the Pleiades. So. It just makes me think that 
this is my own experience. If you want to find something new, dig into what's old and find how that relates. What's new is the moment that we're in. Every moment we're in is new, and so we can reach to whether it's a John Prine song that we're then taking and having it tell our story, or Greek mythology, or ancient rituals, and applying them to this time and where we are. Because this is like the new thing is what's happening right now between us, and that's kind of you know in every philosophy that's the only thing right is mm-hmm. the present moment, mm-hmm. and there's all we're all, we are standing on the shoulders of giants. We're standing on the shoulders of giants. We're standing mm-hmm. on the shoulders of giants. So all of these myths and great songs and great stories and even your tale from your ancient times living under the pool, the billiard table, <gasps> is still like it. there's something new to be drawn from that in this moment, right? Mm-hmm. That story is an old story, but it's new right now for us who are hearing it. As you said, yeah. it becomes yeah. new for the person who's yeah. there. So I think, yeah, but definitely... Um... You know, is there anything left that can be new? I think uh, as long as you don't lose your integrity uh, and your honesty uh, about what you're trying to, to, to do or to create or invent. And um, it really is. Uh, I've, I've seen several quotes, you know, it's also like when you think that's cool like when you think oh that's cool something's cool like cool doesn't know that it's cool right <laughs> you know you can't like you can't buy cool at the mall and, right and it's really is a thing where you uh to create something new could set the bar or whatever you can't you you just love what you love and you do what you do and it's you are un uncompromising um yeah and you don't you don't really care what what's necessary really either it's Mm -hmm. kind of for you right you know yeah and answers that you're looking for if you need a thing if you're like i really need that thing (laughs) right you create it uh like with me i i was so and it comes a lot out of uh necessity Mm -hmm. you know the mother of invention really and and when you don't have things handed to you and you have to create something that might be a new idea um and and often they're they're very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. What was that? You, you got a little. You got some rhythmic. I'm, I'm just an antsy guy. You got some rhythm in you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he does. Yeah. He's a. Right he's on. all. And of I'm sudden, not a drummer. I'm yeah. Not, not a drummer. Wow. Well. Usually bass players are really laid back and yeah. He's, he's pretty ready groovy. To go. Yeah, yeah. I can play behind the beat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well. Uh, well. Uh, speaking of being behind the beat, we are trying. We are. We have guests lined up, so I want to get to the next one. But before we let you go, Matthew, is there any? Are there any projects you want to let our listeners know about? I want. I'll throw some of your music on at the end of this podcast. Yes, please so do. Can- uh, yeah, I mean the next. Uh, the biggest thing is. Um, uh, so uh, my garage rock band, the Maxims, we just finished uh, a new record. Speaking of trying to make things new, we recorded all to analog tape. Nice. Uh, Eight-track tape, so we're not even a 24-track machine. We went old garage rock style, and uh, I think it's a really interesting project. It was a very interesting conceptual way to allow yourself to work with no overdubs, with no punch-ins. It's like, this is the take. Mm -hmm. We'll do a bunch of takes till we find one we like, and we're going to go with it. So I think that was that was really illuminating for me as a recording engineer, as a musician, as mm-hmm. a member of a band, as a performer, to kind of go back to those roots of doing something that's very old, but let's try to 
make it new because nobody does it like that anymore. Yeah, so awesome. That's that. Yeah, that's it. Well, remember that when you're listening to the track that you're just about to hear. Right on. Cool. Cool. All cool. right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show. Shine, shine.